do, Wizards fans. Welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. Today, we get back to our draft prospect previews by talking to three young men who can't wait to hear their name called next Thursday in Brooklyn, New York, by NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. We'll chat with Kentucky point guard Ty Ty Washington, Kansas Big 12 Player of the Year Ochai Abaji, and G League Ignite point guard Dyson Daniels. All three of these young men are projected to be selected in the first round. Sit back and relax and enjoy my conversations with these three prospects on the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. Tyrone, Ty Ty, Washington Jr. Yes, sir. All right. Before we get to any hoop stuff, where's Ty Ty come from? Um, I feel like it comes from my mom and my dad. Um, I didn't want to be called TJ, so it was just like I'm a junior. My dad, he was big Ty, I was little Ty. Just put it together, Ty Ty. And how long have you been kind of going by Ty Ty? My whole life. Whole life. The only person that calls me uh, Tyrone is my dad. And it's like, he's the only person I want to call me that because when he says Ty Ty, it doesn't sound right. So I'd rather him call me Tyrone. So you know how like when you, you grow up, you, you your mom gives you like a nickname or something like that. But then when they call you by your real name, yeah. you're probably in trouble. Was that with you? Uh, Yeah, my mom, <laughs> like my mom, she had never called me by... Um, my government at all but right. it's just like if she's in the house and i hear that tyrone come here i already know something's going up so you already did yeah i'm already know i'm in trouble so i just walk in there i peek around the corner like what's up <laughs> get in here and i'm like yeah i'm in trouble how did that one year in lexington kind of prepare you for the nba was that the most nba ready place you could have been uh, me personally, I felt like that definitely was the most NBA-ready place for me to be. Um, that season alone just helped me become a better person on and off the court. Uh, one thing about Cal, he's always going to push you to, you know, your best abilities. And he's going to teach while you're doing that, he's going to teach you how to learn how to fight and doing all that. So pretty much going out there and just whatever you want in life, nothing is free. So you got to go out there and take it. He pretty much was just telling us that every day. So every day in practice, we battling each other because at, at one point we didn't know who the starters was so it's like yeah. we in there battling like at the end of the day we all know we trying to compete to get the starting spot but at the end of the day we just ultimately want to win and Cal knew that so he just pretty much just laid it out there for us and whoever got it got it I don't have to tell you this but there's a long line of great players that have come through Kentucky are there some that kind of stand out to you and maybe one of the main reasons why you went to that school is because of Cal's development of such players um, yeah, uh, Jamal Murray definitely stands out to me. Um, you know, when he played with Cal, he was kind of more off the ball, uh, and he was just like more of a scorer. But when he got to the NBA, uh, he started playing on the ball a whole bunch and just making, showing people that he's more than just a scorer. So, I mean, just him, not only him, but like everybody else, all the other guards Cal had, you know, they all pretty much played similar styles as me in college. And once they got to the NBA, it was just, everything was way more open and they just got to go out there and play loose. How would you kind of describe your game as it relates to what you did in college and what you hopefully can do here in the NBA? Uh, well, me, I feel like my game, I'm, I'm a scoring guard. Uh, but I'm, people under, uh, don't think I'm a good passer, but I feel like I'm a really good passer. Um, I know how to make the right reads. Pretty much just playing basketball the right way. Uh, that's what I feel like I do. I got a winning mentality, so I always want to go out there and win. I don't got to score 30 points for me to be satisfied. I can score two points as long as I still affect the uh, game other ways and come out with the win at the end of the day. So really just my winning mentality. Yeah. Do you 
nicked up a little bit. Like, how how do you make the decision of, I want to show these teams that I can do X, Y, and Z, but I also got to be thinking yeah, long term. Right. I don't want to come into summer league and training camp and season injured. How do you kind of balance what you want to get done, but also realizing, you know, you're dealing with a little bit of an injury. Uh, yeah, so pretty much is in the workouts, like the opportunities where it's not hurting and stuff. Like if I'm not hurting nothing in those opportunities, I just got to go out there and showcase what I do. So just go hard in all my drills and just pretty much just make shots, showing, you know, I can be able to make the open shot, showing I can be able to defend multiple positions and just stuff like that. And just knowing, like, the moment it starts to hurt, not even like just a little bit, like a belly tab, just cool out because you know you don't want to risk it long term, like you said, for training camps yeah. and summer league and stuff like that. So pretty much just being cautious, but like not really worrying about it. And if it starts hurting, then just say something. I remember talking to you in Chicago. It was kind of like the real business of basketball was really evident when you were telling me, man, I went in on a Tuesday and I was in the hospital like, all day i mean they're literally checking everything on me yeah. did you think that that would kind of be kind of like the process going through this draft uh yeah most definitely um i talked to a lot of guys who also went through the same process as me and they just telling me i guess a long process is fun but it's real long so just soak it all up but i mean i didn't know it was going to be that long like <laughs> i never imagined spending that much time in the hospital so mm-hmm. i mean as long as i was in there and they just they did two mris on me and two x three x-rays so it was just like I mean, I know these people here, they're going to be paying you, like, a lot of money and stuff, so they got to make sure your body is, like, 100%. They just want to make sure at the end of the day they're looking out for you. They got their best interest in you as well. I tell you, I know that was probably as a kid you had moments where you were on the court, 3-2-1, game winner, hey, win a championship, right? Right. So you've done that, and, like, now you're just a couple of days away from reaching your ultimate goal. What are your emotions right now? Um, my emotions are all over the place. Uh, like you said, planning just the driveway and stuff. My little brother just acting like fake countdown five, four, three, two, one. You miss it. Oh wait, two more seconds. <laughs> right, right. So just doing little stuff like that. Um, and now just seeing to where I've become. Now it's just like, like you said, a few more days, I'll be in New York. Just hopefully hear to hear my name called. So I mean, it's real unreal. My emotions is everywhere. Uh, excited. I'm not really nervous. Just anxious. So. I mean, I waited for this moment my whole life, so it's almost here. It's just time to capture it. Tell me about your support system, the people that have been with you, your day ones. Got you. And those people that are going to be in that green room with you waiting for the commissioner to say your name. Uh, yeah, so most definitely. Uh, my circle is real small. I'm real family, uh, family-orientated type of guy. Um, so it's my mom, my dad. And my dad has two little siblings, a little brother and a little sister, but they're younger than me. So they're my auntie and my uncle, but they're younger than me. We went to school from like elementary, middle school, high school, all together. So I pretty much, and we're always together. So people think we're siblings. So we just pretty much started saying we're siblings. Yeah. So it's it's five of us, me, my blood little sister, my blood little brother, and then my uncle and my auntie. So it's them five, my mom and my dad. And it's just like us seven real connected like we don't let nobody into our little circle mm-hmm. at all so it's just like they're gonna be the people that was in my green room for sure the, the one year in lexington because you're from you're from arizona from yes, phoenix sir. but what was kind of like going away from home for like the first time what was that experience like for you not the basketball part but like just life in general um i'm not gonna lie before i thought it was gonna be hard uh you know just being in phoenix my whole life being with the same people my mom and dad um, pretty much traveling the world through basketball with my mom and dad. So knowing just going out there, living away from them for a whole year, I thought it was going to be like tough. 
I, I'm not gonna lie, I was gonna be like, thought I wasn't gonna be ready for it, but the moment they left my dorm, uh, that same night, uh, me and my teammates were all downstairs talking and stuff, so like, my teammates did a real, I feel like my teammates did a really good job of the big brother role that I never had, so like, I really wasn't calling home or nothing like that, like I'm homesick, cause it was just, I'm with my older teammates and stuff, so you know, they're always having fun, we're playing pool, just keeping my mind, you know, busy, so it's where it's not like, Oh, I miss my mom. Let me call her right. and stuff like that. So definitely give a huge credit to my teammates, uh, always just playing that big brother role, knowing freshmen away from home. So they just came and looked out for me. How would you describe Big Blue Nation? Crazy. Crazy. I definitely uh, describe them crazy. Uh, the fans, they're super crazy. Um, we actually won undefeated at Rupp. So that alone just goes to show you when you come to Rupp, uh, you're going to hear it from them fans for sure. Mm -hmm. Is there one experience where you, you told your you know, parents, man, these fans are a little different, man. Is there a walking around campus, walking to like somewhere to eat? Did you ever get like that moment where you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I play basketball, but come on, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, a little fun story, actually. The first day out, like the day I was moving into where we stayed at. Um, so when you first move in, it's like the windows and everything are open so like people can see in. So. Mind you, I stay, I'm staying on the third floor at the time. And our building is pretty small, but like everybody knows this is where the basketball players stay. So I'm moving in and stuff, and I'm just looking out the window because it's the first time out there, so just looking around and stuff. I see a car drive by, then I see it reverse, and I see them look up, and they're starting to wave at me. And I'm like, I'm looking around, and they pointed, like, and then somebody, they had like paper, and they wrote TYTY big on it and put it to their car window, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just got here, and, like, y'all already know who I am. Like, yeah. that, right, that moment right there, I was just like, yeah, nah, these fans, they really love the Kentucky basketball. I'll finish with this. Um, get, getting here is hard. Right. Staying here is even harder. Who will you lean on to kind of help you navigate your rookie season? Um, I definitely going to uh, lean on my uncle. Uh, my uncle, just pretty much my uncle and the rest of my supporting cast, really. Uh, like you said, it's hard to get here, but it's even harder to last. Um, I actually got a cousin in the NBA, Marvin Bagley III. So, oh, okay. Um, I know he's doing pretty well in the league, so I know if I got any questions, uh, ups and I know it's going to be ups and downs through rookie year, so I definitely reach out to him. I know he knows I'm one call away. I know he's one call away. And just same with my uncle. Uh, he's been around a lot of NBA dudes, so he knows what it, to expect. He always tells me, like, you know, it's hard up there, uh, but it's even harder to last. And same with Coach Cal, he's pretty much just installed in me how to fight and work for whatever you want in life. Pretty much telling me life isn't fair. So whenever you get the, your opportunity, just make the best of it. Marvin Bagley. He's a pretty good MC, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. God, yeah. I've heard some of his stuff. Yeah, he He, he kind of went at Dame a little bit. I was kind of like, hold on, man. Dame's <laughs> got the crowd. But no, but that, that, that's cool. Do you have any other outside of basketball hobbies and stuff like uh, that? Me, yeah. I like to bowl. Uh, okay. I feel like I could be a professional bowler for sure. Really? Uh, yeah. You I just spin it and everything? Yeah, I discovered that in Lexington. Uh, me and a few of my teammates uh, just love. We were just going to hang out. And I'm like, I'm really good at this. So, like, mm -hmm. days we had off, we were in the bowling alley. Um, I know four of us was in there consistently. Uh, one of my cousins who was on the team, Kareem Watkins, he actually taught me how to do the spin. So okay. once he taught me that, it was just over from there. I was spinning everything. So I don't know what it good. is about Kentucky point guards, but I know one that played there a few years ago that he thinks he's a really good golfer too. You might know him. 
name's John Wall. I don't know what it is about <laughs> you Kentucky point guards, but y- all y'all think y'all nice in bowling. Yeah, I mean, we got we got really good golfers on our team, too. Like, we got some uh, – in Kentucky, some people on our basketball team that take golf and like, really serious. So, like, they they pretty good, but no, everybody on that team knows they can't see me in bowling. You were saying something earlier about practice and guys, like, just not knowing who was going to start. Right. There's also a guy in this draft that, like, people are – he's like a mystery. It's mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp. Right. Like, what's your scouting report on him? A bucket getter, I should say. Uh, Shaden's really, he's highly skilled and highly talented. Uh, his athleticism is crazy. But, like, you know, he has a real, Shaden's player build is really uh, perfect almost. Uh, you know, he's athletic, he can score, he can pass. So my scouting report on him is really just a three-level score. Um, and he doesn't talk. At, like, he's not going to trash talk you or nothing. So he's just a silent killer, just a three-level score, just goes out there, plays basketball. All right, my man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. I don't call you, you Tyrone, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate All right. you. Oh, Shay, under the circumstances of this interview, I do want to welcome you to D.C., but as a diehard Tar Heel fan, there's kind of a little tear in my eye looking at you because you were yeah. responsible for a bad night, but welcome to D.C. nonetheless. Thank you. yes. What was it like kind of just walking in here, going through yet another workout? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great. It's always a great opportunity to be here and um, to have teams, you know, bring you in. I think it's always an honor and it's a blessing, you know. But, uh, you know, showing up here with, with other guys and random guys is kind of a, de- a weird setting. Um, but, you know, it's, it's basketball at the end of the day. Um, everyone's there to compete, and that's what we did. Yeah, you're working out with Brady Manick. <laughs> and then his head coach and assistant coach were also here. Did you feel like you were being kind of like... <laughs> What's going on around here? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, I mean, I dabbed him up. Um, I've, I've known Brady since he was at Oklahoma, and we played against him in the Big 12. So uh, it's always been respect for him and their program. So, you're 22 years old. You played four years of college. How much do you see that as being a value point going to the NBA now? Uh, I think it's a really, a real, a really value point um, going to the NBA. Uh, going through the ups and downs um, of a of a collegiate, you know, career. Um, spanning out four years, you're not going to have the, the most perfect day. So on those days, how, how, how can you impact the team in, in winning ways and um, really, really bring a positive attitude to the winning culture? Um, I think that's just the biggest thing in, in being a player and, and being a professional. How would you describe playing at Fog Allen? And, and does that translate, you think, to the NBA? I mean, could the lights be any brighter than it was at Fog Allen? Honestly, no. Um, you got you have so much pressure just just playing in there. Um, obviously, the opposing team does more, but uh, you you know you're gonna have those fans there, and you know they're gonna cheer you on. Now it's up to you to to perform. So it's kind of you know lights on or, or lights are on every single night, home or away. Um, you're getting the best atmospheres in college basketball and um, going into the league. I mean, you're gonna have those atmospheres all the time too. Give me a sense of what it's like when you cap off your collegiate career playing in the last game of the season and winning it and what your life has kind of been like since then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot of people can say they won their last game um, of their college or any career um, of the season. So it's a it's a it's a great, uh, great feeling. Um, these past months have been have been fun. But I think the hardest thing people don't really realize is moving on from that um, and continuing your work and your craft uh, towards something bigger. Um, bigger than a national championship which is obviously a world championship in the nba so um that's what what's next on my on my goal list and and just making an impact to any nba team that that chooses me so when you watch you play i think you're a three-level scorer uh defensively you get after it what do you think your best trait is that can apply to the team like day one Mm -hmm. i think just the 
uh, I think the attitude, the mindset, nothing really on the court um, that I bring to, to a team. I think just my spirit, um, like I said, I'm showing up every single day with a smile on my face. Whether I'm having a good day or bad day, I don't think you'll ever know. Um, I'm going to show up, work hard, and, and cheer on my teammates and make everybody better, uh, coaches and players. So you have a very interesting name. I'll let you say it, mm -hmm. pronounce it, and what the meaning is behind mm -hmm. it. Uh, Ochai Baji. Um, it means king of children, and uh, it's, it's Nigerian. Um, I'm Idoma from the Idoma tribe. Uh, not from, originally from Nigeria, but my dad is. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, your, your parents, I mean, everybody has like a story about their journey. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of describe what your journey was that has led you to this point? Yeah. Who's been like the real influencers for you on the court, maybe off? Yeah, um, I think everybody just in my circle um, has been has been a, a big influence. My parents, um, my friends, uh, those close friends that I had since high school, they've always been an influence, you know, every step of the way, uh, freshman year, sophomore year, all the way up until senior year. Um, they've supported me through the ups and downs, so I know they always have my back, and um, I think the person that, that really paved the way in the first place was my sister um, back in high school where uh, she, she was the one, you know, ahead of me. She's uh, two years older than me, and she went to go play four years of volleyball at uh, the University of Texas. So okay. she was the one that kind of paved the way and put those footsteps in uh, as far as, you know, being great. Another Big 12 school? Or, wow. Yeah. How, how, did, how did that all work with the family? One at Kansas, one at Texas. Uh, so she was so two years, two years older, but she was volleyball. And, um, yeah, we kind of crossed paths a little bit. Um, yeah. I was there for two years and she was there for two years. So yeah. uh, we, we crossed those paths and, and it was always a, a rivalry between the Longhorns and the Jayhawks. All right. So I'm looking at January 24th and I went back and look at that film against Texas Tech. Uh, was there anything significant for you in a game like that against, Tech? I don't know, career high 37 points? I don't know. What do you remember about that game? I know, I know we needed to win the game. Um, I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, I know we needed to win that game. I know we couldn't drop that game because um, they had gotten us once at their place, so it wasn't a situation where they were going to you know, sweep us throughout the year. And um, guys were fighting, not only just me scoring 37, but guys were making plays, effort plays that don't show up on the stat sheet um, that made us win that game. And um, I'll never forget those plays more than I have the 37. I got to go back to halftime of the national championship game. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious what that was like. Yeah. And what got you going in those final 20 minutes when you just think about Obviously, Remy Martin comes in, hits a bunch of corner threes, but it was just so many things. Have you ever been a part of a game that changed from one half to another that way? Um, no, no. Um, as far as, I mean, that game, maybe the Miami game that we had the, the week before where we came back in halftime, but uh, I think it was, it was a situation where I don't think I've been a part of a team that was so close and, and um, you know, one goal-minded as, as that team that we were playing. Um, you know, going, going, coming out of halftime, it was, or I mean, going into halftime, it was uh, a lot of people were saying stuff here and there about, you know, we should do this, we should do that. And I said, respectfully, everyone should just be quiet and, you know, go out there and do that stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we're going to have to do. We, you can talk as, as much as you want, but we're actually going to have to play. Um, I told them we have 20 minutes left as far as, you know, this whole entire group being together and playing together on the court. So um, we should go out there and, and not regret a single thing. And that's, that's what we did. When you're playing in a game, do you hear the crowd? Yeah. Good and bad? I don't really hear words. So I'm curious, in, a, in the Superdome <laughs> like that, when it's turning yeah. in your favor that way, 
Could you feel kind of the volume turn up? Yeah. And what's that like when you're in the heat of it? The volume turns up, and I'm pretty sure every Kansas fan had goosebumps and their hair is raising on their arms because literally that's how it was on the court. Like, you would score, we would score a basket, and we'd be like, all right, we'd cut it down to whatever. Right. And you could just feel us. You could just feel that momentum, that momentum throughout the whole entire building. You could, North Carolina could feel us creeping up. Um, nah, it was, it was really, it was really cool. Just being a part of that, being a part of that moment, um, and then playing with those other four guys on the court and, and all the rest of my teammates. When was this possible for you? At, at what point in your life did you think to yourself, I have a chance to play at the highest level of basketball? Sure. It probably wasn't until after my sophomore year in, in college. Okay. Um, really, really, my whole mindset was going to going to college was I was going to stay all four years. I was going to graduate. I mean, which I did. <laughs> And um, obviously just, you know, put myself in the best position to, to, to go to the next level and all that. And I knew the time when I'd be ready. And I thought after my sophomore year I was ready. But that, that was when COVID happened and everything was canceled. So my decision was just to go back to school. I wasn't going to test the waters or anything. And then um, that next following year I tested the waters after my junior year. And here you are, literally on the doorstep of hearing Commissioner Adam Silver say your name. Has that kind of hit you yet? Ah, oh, man, it's, uh, you, I sit up at night thinking about it sometimes, but I'm not over here losing sleep. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying, trying to stay present. Uh, you only go through this process once, so it's, it's cool going to different spots. It's cool seeing all these practice facilities, meeting all these new people, and um, hopefully those relationships can last a, a lifelong. When you're at these workouts, how much homework do you do on these organizations before you meet with them? Or if you were in Chicago, mm -hmm. how much did you do before those meetings yeah. with teams? I mean, you, that's what you have to do. Just coming in, you have to have you know, a general idea of the organization. Um, they're looking at you uh, more than you're looking at them. So uh, that's, that's kind of how it is. You, you want to be respectful um, to everyone that's put this time and, and money into you. So um, obviously, you know, doing your research is, is key. Yeah. Um, draft night. Have you kind of just thought about being in the presence of your family, wherever you're going to be mm -hmm. draft night? And w what will that be? Who's the first person you hug? Um, definitely <laughs> hugging my mom. Mom's first. Yeah, hugging my mom, <laughs> hugging my sister, and then hugging my dad. And um, no, it's just going to be a special moment. Um, something that they've never probably even imagined for me. And, and now that it's happening, you know, it's, it's so surreal for them. So. Uh, there's a lot of people that have supported me up to up until this moment, and I know it's going to be special for them too. You're the Big 12 Player of the Year. I wanted to ask you, do you model your game after anybody? Is there anybody that I can kind of look on YouTube and be like, okay, he plays kind of like this guy, or you kind of just pull I'd say from everybody? Pull, pull from everybody. Um, student of the game, you want to pull from everybody. I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be the same player as as Bradley Beal or 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 CJ McCollum. Um, I want to be my own different player that has those different assets from all of them. So uh, just studying the game, keep working on my craft is, is what I can control right now. And, um, you know, just put myself in a, a good position to be better. Pleasure to meet you. Best yes. of luck to you on your Pleasure journey, man. You. It's only just beginning. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank all right. you. Nice and first of all, Welcome to DC. Thank you. Uh, how would you kind of describe this workout compared to the other ones that you've gone through? It's definitely, it was definitely on the tougher end. Uh, a lot of running, a lot of you know getting up and down, but I enjoyed it for sure. Um, the competitive spirit, you know, the guys brought, uh, you know, play a lot of two on two, a lot of one on one. So it was good, good fun for sure. I'm curious to know if someone that experienced kind of the G League ignite 
experience, what that was like, and how much has that translated to this process getting ready to get drafted? Yeah, I think, you know, playing in the G League, it was, it was good for me because it just, you know, developed me on and off the floor. And, you know, coming into the G League, I struggled at the start of the season, but, you know, I had, um, like, great veteran guards like Pooh Jello, Rod Strickland, you know, those guys that really um, helped guide me through it. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot, and as the season went on and the game started to slow down for me, I started to play my own game. You know, when you when you say Rod Strickland, somebody that played here, uh, really, really good point guard. Yeah. Like, how did he teach you kind of the mind of a point guard in the NBA? Yeah, he's just, he got one of the best basketball brains, you know, that I've been around. And just the way he, he uh, like, at the start of the season, I was struggling with my ball handling and finishing. And, you know, he took me under his wing, and we worked on ball handling and finishing before practices before practices and stuff like that. So, um, you know, being with him, uh, he just taught me taught me the game, taught me to, you know, slow down, you know, look around, you know, um, play, play, you know, my own game, play my own pace. And, you know, he was really, you know, really helpful with me, for me and as well as Pujeta. Those guys just, you know, if it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have today for sure. Kind of describe uh, being a bigger guard, playing the point guard position, because it seems like now if you're watching the NBA Finals, right, mm. everybody's switching one through five and, you know, guards are, yeah. are pretty big. Like, how do you think that kind of helps you? Yeah, I think, you know, the, te the best teams in the NBA today have that, you know, versatility at the guard spot. They have bigger guards that, you know, can switch one through four and even five. So I think that helps me because, you know, on the offensive end, you're not, you're not going to lose anything. You know, I can still, you know, play with the ball in my hand. You know, I can shoot it, you know, score assists. And on the defensive end, that's where my, my main strengths are. So just being able to have that versatility, have the size, and be able to defend multiple positions, I think, you know, definitely helps in today's NBA. Defense is where I was going to go to next. You're really good on that side of the ball. Where did that come from in terms of, like, the competitive nature and how much do you think that that's kind of helped you get to the NBA right now on the doorstep yeah I think um, for me defense has always been um, like my best strength in my game I just always had quick hands and quick feet so for me it's just about you know bringing the effort every time fighting through screens um, and I think defense is a lot about heart and hustle mm -hmm. and um, you know obviously having good defensive technique comes with it but I think um, you know it's just something I've always had and I know that if I can play you know defense to the best of my ability you know it's going to keep me on the floor so I think um, you know I can bring that every game if the offense is struggling but uh, I know that you know my defense is going to be on every game. How much do you do homework on the teams that you're going to go work out for? You know, let's say for Washington, you know, the night before or maybe even you know, a couple of days before that. How much do you go, okay, I know this player on this team. I kind of know this. And that. How much research do you do? To be honest, I've watched so much NBA that I already have a good understanding of every NBA team, what players they have. So I don't need to do much research, but I definitely, you know, look at research like some of the staff names. So I know the names when I get in here and... Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I, I like to know everyone's name and like to, you know, greet everyone and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I already know like a lot of players because I watch so much NBA that, um, you know, it's kind of just natural for me. Being from Australia, and we were talking before we started the interview, but like there are a lot of guys that have played in the NBA from your country. Mm -hmm. Like when did you remember, like how old were you when you started noticing the NBA and who were kind of like some of the players that you would follow from your country? Yeah, I was... Uh, how old was I? I probably would have been like 11, 12 when I really started to watch NBA and start to process it. And, uh, you know, the guys for me growing up was like Joe Ingles, uh, Patty Mills, uh, you know, recently, you know, Ben Simmons and like Josh Giddy and those guys. Um, Bogut was, you know, one of the earlier ones as well. So those are like the guys that I started watching when I was growing up. And obviously Australia has a lot of talent that's come through the NBA and a lot more that's coming. So I think, you know, Australian basketball is doing really well right now. And, uh, 
Uh, it's, just, it's good to see. Would you ultimately love to represent your country in the Olympics? For sure. You know, that's one of my goals, you know, to be able to play my, for my country at the Olympics. And I think, you know, that's, that's definitely, um, you know, my bucket list. And you know, hopefully 2024, you know, that, that dream comes true. Tell me about your background away from basketball. Yeah, so I'm, I'm born in Bendigo, Australia. So, uh, you know, I, I grew up there for 16 years. It's a country town about two hours from uh, Melbourne. So, I mean, I grew up doing country things, riding my bike around, going on dirt jumps, you know, messing around with friends. So that's what I did as a kid. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up there. I, do, I played basketball there. Um, my parents, you know, ran a gym there. So I got two brothers as well that both play basketball. So we used to go out in the backyard and compete against each other. And, um, but for me, I loved growing up there. It was good fun. I uh, moved out of home when I was 16 to join the NBA Academy and um, from there I you know, joined the G League Ignite and um, yeah, that's got me to where I am today. Moving away from home, how difficult was that? Especially at 16, you're so young. Yeah, it was, it was tough. You know, the first few months I did get pretty homesick because you know, I'd, I'd never been you know, moved out of home before and um, at such a young age, you're used to, you know, your parents doing everything for you so you had to learn how to you know, cook for yourself, clean for yourself, uh, just do you know, your laundry and all that. So. Um, it was tough, but you know, it kind of made me grow up faster and you know, helped me for sure. In terms of cooking for yourself, are you a chef? Like, what's your favorite dishes nah, nah. to kind of put together? We did, we did get cooked for, but like, if we wanted extra meals, then I'd, I'd, uh, I bought like this little stove thing and I had like sausages that I'd just throw on there and get some bread and, and tomato sauce. And my roommate thought I was the best cook ever. So <laughs> that kind of that gave me confidence. And you know, I can say I'm a cook from that. But yeah, if you ask me to cook something, something tough, uh, I'm not going to be able to do it for you. So. Tell me about draft night. Um, I always ask prospects this. It's like you remember the first time you probably picked up a basketball, mm. you know, being in, in, on the court inside or outside, 3-2-1 game winner. I had cheering. Oh, shoot, I missed it. Let's do it again, right? Yeah. And, like, now you're on the doorstep of hearing the commissioner say your name yeah. and what team you're going to. What are kind of your emotions right now? It's surreal. I'm just soaking it all in. Um, you know, you only go through this process once, and for me it's been my my – dream for as long as I can remember to play in the NBA and hear my name called you know I watch the draft every year and um, just you know last year seeing my guy Josh Gear get his name called was I was sitting there on the couch with my family because I you know I grew up playing with Josh and you know, it was just a it's a great honor for me to you know be able to um, be in this position I am today and um, yeah it's just surreal to have my family here and you know it's a drafts like less than two weeks away so I'm just I'm just looking forward to you know getting there and um, you know, soaking in the moment because you know it's been a dream of mine since I was a young kid. If it's the Washington Wizards, what are we getting? You're getting a winner first of all, a guy that's going to compete on both ends of the floor, bring toughness, um, bring defensive versatility, offensive versatility, and I just feel like I can patch holes, you know, especially in the in the guard position. You know, so much different roles that I can go into. I can play off the ball, I can play with the ball in my hands, and then on the defensive end, it's just, it's just going to help a team. So for me, um, you know, you're going to get a winner first and foremost, but just a guy that's going to you know, do a bit of everything. Tell me about your circle, the people that are going to be in the green room draft night and what they mean to you. Yeah, so my mum my and dad, you know, they mean, they mean the world to me. You know, they've been everything for me growing up. I um, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them today. So they'll be there, my two brothers, um, you know, who I grew up playing with, um, my older brother, my younger brother. So they'll be there. and. I have uh, my dad's side of the family as well, who's from North Carolina. They'll be up in the stands, so um, you know that'll be great to have you know them there. My agent's going to be there on the table as well. So, um, man, I'm just looking forward to that. It's going to be pick huge. the suit out yet. I've given someone I like a, a design of what I like, and she says she's going to give me something good. She's going to spice it up. So, kind of got it in her hands a little bit, but uh, 
I'm sure she'll do well. Mm. I appreciate your time, man. Best of luck to you, man. Enjoy this journey. I'm sure you are. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.